0: This podcast is brought to you by The Province.
1: listening to Keyboard Kimura, the official mixed martial arts podcast of the province. Here are your hosts, Paul Chapman and E. Spencer Kite.
0: Welcome everybody to a special edition of the Keyboard Kimura podcast here on Province Sports Radio. Recording this on a Wednesday night, I am E. Spencer Kite. I am extremely excited to be joined by UFC bantamweight prospect Cody No Love Garbrandt. Headlining this weekend in Las Vegas against Thomas Almeida. Battle of the unbeaten bantamweight prospects atop the UFC Fight Night 88 main card. Cody, man, thank you for doing this. I know you're packing. I know you head out probably tomorrow morning. So thank you for taking time, man. I appreciate it. No, oh,
1: thank you for having me. I always enjoy catching up with My my uh, buddy from Canada. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, we, we sort of always kept in touch after meeting uh, and getting to know each other a little bit through your story with Maddox, obviously, doing a piece on that for a couple different outlets. And have stayed in touch. You were a guest fighter in, in Saskatoon, so we got to hang out last summer. Right. Yep. We, we talked a couple months ago after the win over Augusto Mendez. John Lineker was supposed to be the oppo- opponent that night. He was still the guy in your sights originally. He got a fight last week. How did Thomas Almeida come up? And and if I'm not mistaken, this was another tough Brazilian that you picked out and said, that's the guy I want.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. With uh, John Lennar, you know, pulling out of the fight, um, you know, the week of the fight, in Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh card, Uh, you know, after the fight, I had a little bit of injuries going into the fight, so I wasn't necessarily, you know, too keen on getting back too soon. Um, you know, I got my shoulder checked out, and it came back and I was okay. And I got back to training, and uh, so I guess I needed a deadline to fight Lineker in Brazil. And you know, I, I, said I wasn't cleared, you know, to take the fight. Or wasn't not clear. I got my shoulder checked out to make sure it wasn't nothing. Just a mental aspect, you know, I can go. You know, when I get in camp, when I get in training camp, I, I you know I go super hard. You know, I go 110 every every day. You know, for weeks on end. So I have to, not take a day off. Even, even on Sunday, I'll go in and train, or you know, call up one of my coaches and we'll go and do a pad session, or go to my call my the conditioning coach. He'll come in
0: any time of the day.
1: He's like, "You want to go early in the morning? You Want to go sometimes? So, you know, like nine ten at night." And then we just get to in. So I wanted to make sure that I was ready to jump into camp, um, you know, as healthy as possible, coming off, you know, just doing a long twelve week camp for the Lineker fight, and uh, so. You know, he, he got scheduled to fight uh, Rob Bond, and I got called. Uh, Sean, Sean called the managers, and the managers talked about, you know, the Thomas Almeida fight. I said, No, anything different, but if you know, a second guess about it, I want that fight, you know, main event in Las Vegas against Thomas Almeida, who I asked Shelby that I wanted to fight, you know, after the Ledeker fight. Um, I wanted to fight Ledeker and then Almeida. Um, but obviously, like I said uh, that Ledeker fight didn't, didn't, um, You know, it comes to tuition and then I made it so in my mind, he was my next fight after my February fight with
0: Thomas. What was it about? Obviously he's he's an undefeated guy, he's on the rise, lots of hype behind him. Um, but was it stuff specific to what you've seen over his first four fights in the UFC that made you interested, or was it a combination of sort of that and the fact that he's a guy that's climbing the ladder? in the bantamweight division and, and sort of in a position that you want to be in.
1: Yeah. You know, this is, uh, this is a combination of things, you know, his style, his rise, um, just mainly his style and, and, and everyone talking and then taking on the next, this and that while I'm sitting, you know, trying to get fights, you know, and wait my time and, and do all that, you know, so I wanted, I wanted this fight, you know, stylistically, so it's a great matchup for me and, I'm excited that you know UFC has you know spotted us as the main event, the main main attraction, and uh, I'm excited that you know it's early on in our careers that we're fighting. Um, you know, why wait till you know it's 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 a race to the title. You know what I mean? It's got some you know uh, the division filling up some good talent. I think you know I think the Wade's is one of the you know because the guys are fast, the guys are faster there, athletic. You know, um, it's becoming one of the more popular uh, weights in the division, I think, and we're some of the rising stars. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, test our medal against each other early on. And You know, we, we're, we're all young. Uh, and we can keep fighting each other our whole careers and have those trilogies and, and, and rematches and rubber matches. And shit, fight <laughs> how many times we have to, you know.
0: Yeah, you guys both 24 years old, actually only a couple of weeks apart in terms of birthdays. Uh, both undefeated, as you said. Bantamweight is a division getting a lot of attention right now. Obviously, Dominic Cruz returning, winning the title. TJ still there. Rafael Sansao coming back. Them going to fight. You guys are joined this weekend by by Aljamain Sterling taking on Brian Carraway. Um, but you, as you mentioned in there, you guys got the headlining assignment. This is your first main event. Only your fourth fight in the UFC. What's that mean for you at this point? Eight fights in. Going through all the things you went through, and being another one of these guys that kind of packed up their lives from where you were to make the move out to Sacramento and and pursue this with Team Alpha Male.
1: Um, for me, it—I um, got you know I had my first boxing match when I was you know 14, so it's a long time coming if you look at it like that. You know, I'm getting into fighting, you know, wrestling. Um, all that, so all the hard work that I did as a kid, you know, just day in, day out grinding, wrestling on the wrestling mats and the big national tournaments, and, and, and then the boxing matches, and then transpired into the to the, into the cage, and then climbing my way up to the regional level, and then going, you know, getting put into the UFC at five and zero, and you know, carrying on my success through that, you know, it's uh, all the hard work is finally paying off, and i uh, you know, now I finally get to fight who I always wanted to fight um, a caliber fighter that I've always wanted to fight. I never wanted uh, an easy fight. I never wanted uh, not an easy fight. I wanted a tough opponent because the the opponent for me, the more that I rise to the occasion, the more that I rise to the level. You're supposed to be tough. Temp- I'm going to set a pace that shows them what a next level fighter is, what beyond on the next level of, of, you know, competition is. And I actually believe that I'm I'm one of the most dangerous fighters in my division, and uh, I'm looking forward to showcasing that this Sunday.
0: Yeah, Thomas Almeida ranked number seven, as I mentioned earlier, unbeaten, I believe he's 21-0 now, Uh, 19 finishes in there, three straight performance of the night's bonuses. Um, The guy that most people probably aren't going to go out of their way to pursue, but you have taken that opposite approach. What was it about... Uh some of these fights that you've seen from him and and sort of watching both as a fan of combat sports and as a guy that's sort of staking out the rest of the division that made him and identified him for you as a guy that you wanted to share the cage with, that you knew your style matches up well with, to produce an entertaining fight and a victory for you on Sunday night? I think a lot of players, I
1: fought were scared scared of him. you know, I mean... I looked at looked into it. Yeah, your record's great, man. You have a great record. That's awesome. But uh, the caliber of fighters that you're fighting against, you know, you're supposed to go out there and 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 knock those cab drivers out. <laughs> you have 19 finishes, and you fought at least 15 cab drivers. You know, but you know, uh, you, that's what you're supposed to go out there and perform. So I'm saying, I look at this. Like, hey, good. You went out there and performed there and knocked those guys out. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, now go out and and fight fight someone that does the same thing and see if you can still do that, then you're gonna be then you're the real deal. And uh, you know, he should be happy that he is uh you know, that I asked for this fight. If he thinks he's the best that's fine. you know, he's gonna to wanna to come in there and test his metal too. You know, so it's uh it's a fight for both of us to test each other mentally, physically. Um you know sometimes this fight game gets emotionally so uh emotional. Um but yeah I, I just see a lot of uh, openings and a lot of my, how my style is, and that makes a bad matchup for him. And, uh, my, my fight IQ is, is very extremely high. I, I fight with the best of them. I fight with the best people. You know, that's why I moved out to Sacramento to train with the best people. Then it was, you know, there's steps to this game. You know, I went to the best gym. Then, okay, get the, get the fights and, you know, put the time in. Now it's, now it's time about, now I got my feet wetter. I got three fights And Now, hey, I want someone in the top ten. You know, I want someone in the top ten. No, no, what else I wanted to fight in the top. I he's a he's the fighter. He has the best record in the top ten. You know what I mean? So I want to fight one of the guys has the top top best record, and we'll go from there. You know, but um, Aida, my main my main focus is on Thomas Aida, and just destructing him uh, come Sunday.
0: Normally, the you did what you're supposed to do, and and saying he's fought a bunch of cab drivers would probably prompt some rebuttal for me just from the journalist side of things. But I have to not give you a pass, but but you have a little bit of license to say it because you did what you were supposed to do last time out with Tenkino Mendez jumping in on short notice. Went out and got a finish, your second finish in three fights. That's what I was
1: supposed to do. If I went went and uh, you know fought him uh, you know to a decision or a lackluster performance, you know, and, right. you know it's like, okay, Grand that guy, you know, coming on sixteen dollars. Still, you know, he didn't make weight, make it in the catch weight. You know, all this stuff, I had to go out there. And, you know, I don't care who, that's I said to Sean. I thought care who'd be fine, man? One of the top ten opponent, that's what I asked Sean. And, uh, you know, it's not going to. You know, not that many fighters in this in the in the, in the UFC and, and not, not a lot of fighters in my division that would want to take that fight. Uh, Augusta did, he tried to make the weight hats off to him, but I knew I was going to go in there, whoever stepped in there that dominant crew step in there. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm knocking them out. I'm one punch, one strike, but from knocking, turning people's lights out. You know, and that's why I believe that i the most dangerous fighter in my division.
0: Yeah, as you said, went in there, did what you needed to do, did what you were supposed to do despite a lot of challenges. What is that kind of performance and that kind of experience of the week do for your confidence and just do for your sense of I guess belonging at this level and proving that you're at this level that you can deal with those hurdles in the six days before you're supposed to fight and still come away with a great performance.
1: Uh, you know, you're fortitude, you know, testing, you know, I, I believe, I, I, that's why I enjoy life, you know. I enjoy life. It's always keeping you on your toes. At least my life is once I think I'm comfortable, you know, right there, will, something happens. You know, I had a great bike camp. I had one of the best bike camps I ever had, training lines family physically, uh, emotionally and ready, you know, hungry. I was I was hungry. And uh, you know, that Monday I got the call and, you know, kinda of felt like my world was flipped upside down. Didn't know if I was in the fight, didn't know who I was in the fight, but all I did, uh, you know, was, was stay positive and, and control what I can control and that's know that I'm gonna go in there Sunday against whoever and, and still get the outcome that I was going to get against Lineker. Uh and that's a knockout. So that that showed a lot, you know, um you uh, know, from from mental fortitude and just being able to stay uh, emotionally and mentally focused and and sound through the obstacles that you know that was presented six days before a big fight. Going back, not as big before a big fight. I'm going back home, I'm like going back close to my hometown where all my fans are going to be at, you know what I mean? They want me to deliver. You know right. what I mean? They want me to deliver a fight like they know how to fight, how to fight. and uh, I owe that to them, and uh, that's why I wasn't taking a no to, uh, you know, push it back. I wanted to fight on Sunday, but that definitely, that that um, definitely helped out a lot. Um, just knowing that, you know, um, I'm, I'm able and willing to overcome adversity. I've been doing it my whole life. You know, I there's people who do that are probably still surprised and, <laughs> and, and can't, can't believe it that when they read the headlines when, when Dana's you know Instagram and tweeting shit out you know like all oh, this <laughs> t- Cody he, he's really doing this you know what I mean like I wasn't supposed to make it this far so it kind of feels like I'm borrowing I'm, I'm living on borrowed time and I'm just enjoying it and uh, you know I'm making the best that I can I'm going out there and not taking anything for granted. I'm, I'm training my ass off. I'm I'm getting better. I'm I'm obsessed with getting better. I'm, I'm obsessed with like challenging myself and, and uh, you know, during the struggling, you know, I'm still struggling, you still struggle, you know, in the matter you're paying event, but people think, you know, oh, I'm an event, this and that. You still struggle in your There's always you're always faced with challenges. That's why I've all about life, that's all about fighting. It's always and You should have to overcome them, overcome them, overcome them. And uh, you, that's how you be successful, Just overcome overcome adversity. And, you know, I never heard a successful person make uh, make excuses. You know, they've, they've never made that excuse. You know, what they do, they make mistakes, but they learn from their mistakes. And I've learned from every one of my life mistakes early on, you know, since I was a kid making dumbass decisions. <laughs> and just being a kid, being, you know, just kind being a reckless or a really like being an outlaw and uh so yeah I, I, i've learned early on in my life um with with you know with a lot of adversity and, and overcoming things so it's nothing new to me
0: you mentioned in there getting the chance to go back to go to pittsburgh fight close to home have a lot of people there obviously maddox mabel the young the young boy from your hometown who you guys connected when he was diagnosed with leukemia. He and his family have made the trip out to all of your UFC fights thus far, walked to the cage with you in July at UFC 189. I got a chance to meet Maddox and his family and, and Josh and everybody that came out. What's it mean for you? And and can you even put it into words to have their constant presence there at all of your fights, to know that they'll be out there Sunday, you'll get to see your buddy before the event and and have that, support no matter where you are it almost has to feel like a home game
1: yeah you know it's, it's uh you know thinking back on it and just looking back on you know the time that were are unthinkable hard times you know for both of our lives our family's lives his you know point for his life um every day we didn't know you know you didn't know you were kind of on edge like oh you know it's going to be a good day today you know we just kept positive and, and, and you know, grew closer to each other uh, through that time, you know, through the, through the, um, how do you call it, through almost a, like a period of time you're not, um, I'm looking for the war, I can't think of it right now, but a limbo, the limbo time.
0: Right, the uncertainty of it all.
1: Uh, you know, yeah, exactly, the uncertainty of, you know, where are you going to get that call that, you know, that call that you have in the back of your mind, you know what I mean? Of um, bad news, but you know we just kept positive and grew to each other, and, you know, and just uh, you know I would lean on him for support, and more uh, than he would think that he doesn't even know he's such a young kid. You know, he just turned ten. That he doesn't know that how much he's impacting my life at a at a crossroads, at a at a turning point, at a pivotal time in my life that I needed um, redirection. And 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 purpose in my life when I was 18, and you know, uh, you know, I was going through some times, and well, yeah, you know, kind of losing sight of, of, of things that I, you know, should have been losing sight of, you know, and just you know got kind of caught up into some, some bad scenes, bad and bad life choices, and uh, it's, it came into my life on unfortunate circumstances, but we made the best of it, and me, yeah, I just. Really, for whatever reason, I believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it's, it's you know, sometimes horrible to think about that, you know, he has leukemia and he's fighting for his life every day. But he's such a strong warrior and showed me so much about myself and himself. Um, you know, that bond that we have, it's, it's crazy, you know. I, I, well, I see him and I, I just get so, just, so emotions run through me. Even now to this day, I see him playing baseball and it's like, man, like, I always thought that he would be able to do this. I always
0: believed right. that he would, you know, get to live a life, you know, that he
1: deserves to live, you know, from everything taken to him as a childhood, you know, he couldn't run, play, go to the water park. He's always sick. And, man, you just couldn't enjoy the finer things in life as a kid. You're a kid, that's what you, you know, I have some of my fondest memories as being a child, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't imagine, you know, this kids was fighting for his life. So to see these times, these good times that he's having and playing baseball and, just smiling and going and jumping on trampolines and being able to come out to Vegas and watch me play and walk me down to the UFC, a dream that he held on to, you know, when he was playing first late. That's something that I, I truly believe that he, he he envisioned, you know, he had that, he manifested that, you know, and he's doing that as a kid. And he's made a, a manifestation, a dream, a vision that he's going to be able to walk out me to the UFC, you know what I mean? And but I think honestly, I kept him, you know, Positive and fighting and taking this medicine and you know and that kept me you know that kept me motivated it kept making me get better go to the gym when I was tired you know putting in those long days of training and just knowing that you know I, I have I him this family support my family support my town support and a lot of the people support you know a lot of fans all over the world you know it's it's kind of uh, it's very humbling and, and um, means the world to me how much support that I do have uh, you know going into every fight. Um, they're with me, win or lose, and uh, you know, I, all I can do is go out there and, and do the best that I can, and you know, and, and it, I hope that I win and, and train hard to, to win. But uh, you know, I know that when I lose, they're always going to be with me, and that's the one thing that I take into the cage. You know, it's, it's almost I don't have any pressure under me. You know, I mean, hard, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the UFC. I'm, I'm not not to be a, man, a big fight against, you know. Uh, you know, in Vegas, you know I'm living my dreams, man. Like I, I, I can't be more thankful uh, to have these opportunities now that they're they're blessed and like in my life. I just gotta take take advantage of them all, and that's what
0: I've been doing. It's the Keyboard Kimura podcast on Province Sports Radio. E. Spencer Kite with UFC bantamweight contender and main eventer this weekend, Cody No Love Garbrandt. You are an <laughs> it, does, it it sounds good, right? Undefeated main event. UFC rising star, um, also becoming one of the faces of, I kind of called it the, the next generation of Team Alpha Male. When I talked with some of your coasters recently, when I talked with your teammate Andre Feely recently, there have been some changes, obviously, with some guys departing the team, TJ Dillashaw, Joe Benavidez, and and yourself and Andre really stepping into kind of a leadership role as even guys like Justin Justin Buckles, Danny Castillo, Chris Holdsworth have moved into a coaching sort of role more than kind of putting their fighting careers aside. What has this, I guess really last six, eight, nine months been like, as you've gone through all of that and as you've ascended into this position where yourself and Feely and some of the other guys that people don't necessarily know about yet have taken on a larger role in the gym?
1: You know, it's, it's, it's great, you know, it's, I used to watch, I used, I, you know, I used to watch these guys fight, you know, these guys fighting the WC and King of the Cage and, you know, watch them, you know, if they always put videos up on YouTube and the guys training and, you know, follow them on Twitter and whatever, you know, so to have a dream as a kid to go, come out here and, and not only, you know, train with the team, you know, be part of the team, um, Represent the team on the highest level in the UFC. Um, it, it was just, uh, you know, it's amazing to be like that, you know, that next, that people look up on the team, like, here's what Cody's doing, here's what Andre is doing, here's what Josh Hennett's been doing. You know, just recently signed to the UFC, that guy's been grinding since 2000, I forget, 10, 11, yeah. right? He started playing, you know, finally just now, got to the UFC at 10 0, and, uh, You know, so we have a lot of stars, you know I mean? We have guys that's in there grinding and working and helping us reach our dreams with, you know, sharpening ourselves with them. And, you know, their times are going if They just keep, you know, I think you have to have people that are placed in front of you um, to show you, you know, the hard work, the dedication, the lifestyle. That's why I came out here. I I adapted to that. I, I, you know, I watched Sabre. I listened to Sabre. I um listen to Chad, you know, Joe you know, all you know, Joe's gone that with Danny Castile, Justin Buckles, you know what I mean, Chris Holder, all these guys, you know, I just whatever, you know, they told me to do I would do it. You know, not like, lead you in a to a you know, lead you the wrong way, you know, right. like your boys and your brothers and your family. They're my family, you know, and uh they want the best for me and so you know, I, I whatever they told me to do, if they told me to do something I thought was ridiculous, I even in my mind if they told me to do it I was going to do it You and I think that's, that's you know they are at they got to where they're at from doing that so I'm going to do the same thing so it's great to be able to come out here and, and be a, represent, a representative of, of team off now and things are going so well you know with the coaches and the team and the atmosphere and the energy we're actually getting a new gym you know uh, that's about to be you know in the next month or so um, a new gym so it's, it's great man it's, like we said uh through the storm, you know, through all the drama and whatever and that, and the, and, the, and the media and the fans saying that Chevalier you know, was done, or <laughs> you know, no way, man. We got so many young fighters that are just hey, not even hit their, you know, they're just starting to get their momentum. And like I said, Josh Emmett just got signed to the UFC, had a great win in Ryan Ryan D'Amma against, uh, you know, Tuck a few weeks ago. Um, we have a lot of those guys in our gym that they don't even, people don't even know about. So it's like, man, that's why that's why we're so tough. You know, that's why we're so we're so skilled. We're you know at top of the food chain uh, because we have fighters in there like that. On you know from top to bottom, you look at our roster. You know what I mean, like, wow, this 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 is that's, that's some studs in there, and that's it's, it's we're mixing our you know sharpening each other's iron every day. And but it's it's great to be a be a representation, you know, a representative of you know the team out there. And like I said, when all that drama and stuff was going on, I, I kept in my mind. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be open minded about it and speak my mind on on the shit. You know what I mean? I can talk shit or talk, say how I feel about the fighters leaving and, and doing this and that, or the coaches and this and that. But I knew what I was gonna do. Was I was gonna show up every day on time ready to work, get tired, push the pace, day in, day out. Not because I wanted to be a leader, it's because that's what's in me. That's what's in me to do no matter what. Right. Okay, so what? Things might not be going well. You know what I mean? Things might not be going well at the gym, but I'm going to go. I've always, in my mind, I can only control what I can control. That's me going there and putting in the work. The rest will follow. You know, the rest the rest is going to fall. Things are going to fall into place. You know, it was a rough period of time for a while, but we just – Know, the guys that are really dedicated, dedicated believed in it and understood and you know, just like family, you go through ups and downs with your family members or your relationships or your job or, or life, there's you're not always gonna be at the highest highs. You know what I mean? Things are gonna happen like, oh okay, some shit, bad shit happens, you're gonna leave you are going to leave your life, family, all that shit. No, you're gonna you're gonna stick you know, you're gonna stick your feet to the ground and and just keep you know, keep staying positive and positive. And that's what I think our team's really based off. Like it's just being positive, enjoying the journey, working hard, and getting better. And, uh, you know, 2016, I knew is going to be a turning point for us. And, you know, it's going to be a turning point for the team. And I was the, the first flight in 2016, and I knew that you know, with everything going on in, my, in, in, in our gym, I knew that the gym relied on me to get that win in uh, February to get get things turned around. You know what I mean? I did all the work, you know, showed up every day on practice. I was there first signing my name. We sign in. We sign every day weighing every day. I was the first. You can go back from my 9, So we started at 8 weeks, 8, 9 weeks. You can look back on every sheet and I was the first person there signed the <laughs> sheet on the mass weight check, ready to go. I did that 8 week sheet every day I was there. You know, and uh, I just wanted to show, you know, you can you still do it. We're still, you know, I was something. This, this team, you know, really saved my life. It was my last um, stitch effort to see if I had a career in and, and, and fighting, you know, see if I had uh, had this come out here was you know it was a life changer. It changed my whole entire life. So I'm forever in to this team and, you know, through good times, bad times I'm gonna be here and uh just putting in the work and, you know, climbing this ladder and, and eventually getting my title shot, bring the title back.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things that, that yourself and, and feely share and when I talked to him, he said a lot of the same things about, you know, this was this was my chance this gym and this sport saved my life, gave me a purpose. Um, and being around these guys and especially the ultra positive and anybody that hasn't met Faber and has only seen him on TV or interviews, that positivity and that energy that you see on TV and in the cage and smiling all the time is legit. It is for real. The dude is the most upbeat, positive person I've ever encountered in my life. Cody will will verify that. It makes it easy and it makes it, it makes you want to show up and follow that blueprint that they've laid out because the success has been there. Because you've seen Faber succeed and Chad succeed and Joe succeed. And even a guy like Danny Castillo that fight fans may say, oh, well, he never got to X, Y, or Z, but he had 20 fights under the Zufa banner, which is a lot more than a lot of guys can ever say. It just makes it the spot for a guy like you that's that's looking for that guidance and that sort of roadmap and guys to help you along. Go out there and and fall in and and have this success.
1: Right. Yeah. It's you know like I said you you stayed out it. I Danny having over twenty you know you super fights and now he's a coach. Chris Chris is uh, as a coach. Chris Holdsworth's the coach. Danny uh, Justin Buckles is a coach. All these guys have fought in the UFC. You know, so I I put my trust and instill my trust in these guys because they they made it there. They, they've done it, you know. Um, I believe whatever they, like I said, whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do because they know what it takes to get there because themso- they, they've been there themselves, you know what I mean, multiple times. And, uh, you know, having that that strong corner and, and coach's eyes on you all day, just knowing that you're, you know, knowing – they're telling you, like, look, dude, you're a bad motherfucker. This dude ain't gonna, this dude ain't gonna keep up with your pace, man. There's no way, there's no way that this guy's gonna keep up with your pace. They see it, you know what I mean? They're not gonna just talk me up because they want to get, you know what I mean? They know that I'm not that. Style. I don't need, I don't need that, you know? I know I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> right. I know that I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna put a pace. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight until either I get knocked out or I'm gonna knock him out. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Them guys see that, and they're, they're bringing that out of me. And my confidence growing, growing, growing because I'm getting better, and their eyes are on me. You know, I got three, you know, coaches that made, they are in the UFC, that made it to UFC, fought in the UFC. So that's where I'm at. So, so I, I, I'm happy with with how the coaching staff is and how I've how I've been developing. Um, you know, these last last few months as a fighter, as a person. At, Everything, you know, I just feel really good about going into this fight and uh, getting this win.
0: It's Keyboard more Podcast, Province Sports Radio, E. Spencer Kite, Cody no Love Garbrandt. Headlines this weekend against Thomas Almeida at UFC Fight Night 88 on Sunday night, not Saturday night, as most UFC events. It is Memorial Day weekend down in the States, so with Monday being a holiday, the UFC is giving everybody some Sunday enjoyment. It conflicts with Game of Thrones, so set your DVR for one of them or both of them because you're probably going to want to watch this card on repeat Uh, it feels like one of those cards where a lot of guys that maybe people don't necessarily know or are super familiar with but a lot of potential for big action your fight very much at the top of that list I mentioned it earlier in the week that, that I think this fight has fight of the year potential depending on how it plays out Obviously, you don't want to be in there for 25 minutes going toe-to-toe with anybody. You'd like to get out of there as quickly and as cleanly as possible. But when you run this through in your head, he's said second-round knockout. You've said, well, you beat everybody in the first before, so what's that? that sounds like you have some doubt. When you visualize this, how do you see it playing out?
1: I knock him out. I knock him out in the first round. And I, I knock him out with the first big shot that I hit, you know <laughs> um you know, I my my speed, my power, I have nothing but increased keep increasing my eyes, my vision just I, I, every fight I get better you know I get more comfortable, I get better, and I'm still at eight professional fights, you know what I mean this guy has twenty one and he's just hitting his stride, so I look at it like if i have, if I have eight eight professional fights you have twenty one professional fights but we're we're matched up now and you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I just feel like this is this is a fight that I need to showcase my real skills. And then keep like, wow, he just did this. He just knocked this dude out. You know right. I mean? He just knocked this guy out. And this guy was pegged as, you know the next big thing. And that's what's gonna happen. That's what I visualize. I visualize he just punishing this dude. And, you know. Well, I look at all his fights, Brad Pickett. You know, Brad Pickett, you hurt him. Timmy Gorman had he had a fight fight of night with Timmy Gorman. Timmy Gorman came out here and it was not not a good not a good they like got not a good uh you know, he didn't he didn't mm-hmm. do so well, bear so well out here. And uh, you know, it it's a it's just a survival being on the team, you know, going going with these guys are every day, you know, trying to take your hand off, you know. So uh I'm excited this is a fight for me, you know, based on my coming out party, like, hey this kid's a real deal. You know, there's always those those haters, those are the critics, that always. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, maybe not, I mean, maybe I haven't fought anyone, but I sure the hell hasn't fought. You know, twenty-one people. You know what I mean? Right. About twenty-one people. You know, I'm. I'm fighting. You know, it's supposed to be a, a badass at at you know my ninth professional fight. You know, look at his ninth professional <laughs> fight. I think the guy was three and twelve. You know what I mean? Right. The ninth professional fight. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at it like that. Like. Oh, man. like I'm gonna show you what level I'm on, and show show you what level you're on. And uh, that's the good thing about fighting—you get in there and you get a uh, get you get to go in there and, and showcase your skills and your heart, all kinds of all kinds of stuff on on fight night. And I hope that you just go out there and be able to perform. You know, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to—finally uh, an, an opponent, um, an adversary that is, uh, you know, that got me motivated to fight. That got me has me motivated to go in there. And from bell to bell, go yeah, after it. Set the pace. So just have kind of fun. I'm, I'm I'm. I'm. really excited to have fun in there. You know, like I. I enjoy fighting. Like this is. You know, a lot of this stuff that we have to do and how it is. You know, it, it takes appearance away from it. I got into fighting because I like loved how pure it was. And, uh, just the rush, the adrenaline rush, the high, the just the challenge. That's why I got into it. So this is what it feels like. You know, this is but it feels like just another fight for me, you know, just that i am made a event against an undefeated fighter. And these are the fights that I knew that were going to be in my future. And I'm, I'm glad that they're here. I'm ready to take advantage of this opportunity and keep pressing forward and climb that ladder to my title shot. You know, that's why I got to this sport it was be the best and be the world champion.
0: You mentioned in there a little bit earlier, the, this being your fourth fight, having three under your belt, sort of that, that comfort level with being at, at, this UFC level and in there with the best of them. And it's something I always ask guys about because to me, it's, it's an interesting subject and it's something that I want to see how everybody feels about it. Some guys say it's no different. Some guys say, yeah, it's taking three, four, five, eight fights even to really feel comfortable. What has it been like for you getting these three fights under your belt, having very different experiences in all three fights where are you at, sort of? I guess comfort-wise now versus each of those previous previous bouts.
1: Some of the times I got, um, you know, sometimes you know, now it's like you used to try to get yourself pumped up, like, "Oh, let's go, let's play, it's time to play." Bouts, it's like, man, as I'm walking to the cage, I'm just completely just calm, just you know, just relaxed, excited to get in there until so I hear that like, key's door locked and then it's flip the slits, time to go and that's what it's about to be staying calm and relaxed in there. And that's when I'm you know, I'm the best. I really feel like things slow down there. Every fight that I get in there, I it feels slow to me, like my opponent's so slow. Like I can see it, I don't know, I just feel like my read and I can die. I don't know, just my eyes are open in there, so like I just you know see a lot of things and that's being calm, just being relaxed and being being comfortable. It's me being comfortable in there and you know, like I said, each fight I get better. And better, and that, that comes with being more comfortable, more comfortable. And, uh, you know, me, that's why I, I picture myself. I, I had 21 fights. I'd be 21-02, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't have the fights. I don't have the fights yet, you know what I mean? So, uh, just you know, that experience. every I, I, I get better and better each fight. You know, I get more comfortable each fight. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm taking the stride right now, and it's great, you know, early on in my career in my UFC career yeah I want to I want to fight the best guys in the world my whole career I want to have long I want to I want to win performance bonuses I want to you know when I'm when it's time to hang up my gloves I want to be you know put in the Hall of Fame I want to be remembered I want to be remembered for being a, a warrior and a, a, a person that went out there and fought and fought the good fight so it was time to hang it up you know and hope that I I win a world title and defend it multiple times and you know, I can walk away from fighting with my head held high. You know, a lot of fighters, you know, this is a rough sport, and they'll beat you down on your knees. And, you know, you, some people crawl, you know, crawl away from fighting, you know. And, you know, it, it, it's it's hard, you know. It's, it's, it's just a sport. It's so hard. I don't think it's a sport. I don't like calling it a sport because it's a fight. Right. Um, and, they're, <laughs> and they're fighting. And, they're, you know, I got to portray to my adversaries that I'm in there trying to rip their heads off, trying to, you know, knock them out of you know that makes me a bad guy. No, but it makes you. You know, you a bad person for you know acting cool and trying to shake my hand, and you know when the next thing you know, when the cage door locked, you're, you know you're the crazy one. Right? You're the one that's like, you know, acting all crazy. You know, acting all cool, and then going in there like I'm gonna straight up. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna shake your hand, man. Like I respect you. We'll, we'll respect each other after the fight, but right, the fight is a fight. You know, so uh, I just love.
0: I love it. You know, I love the pureness <laughs> of it. I said he's fight. I'm getting. Better and better, and more comfortable in there. And I'm just
1: excited to go out there Sunday and test my medal against you know uh, another undefeated fighter that's trying to do the same thing. You know, he's got the same goals. You know, he's got the same goals as me. Uh, in there, and that's one thing I love fighting the best guys. You know, so I moved myself out here, out and train with the best guys. Um, so it's nothing different. It's my whole career, my whole life has been wanting to challenge myself with some of the best athletes or fighters or wrestlers or boxers
0: that I could possibly, uh, you know, face. Well, you definitely started well and in, in proving it thus far in, in the opportunities that you've had. I know for myself and a lot of people I've talked to, very excited about this matchup when it was announced, getting more excited by the day as it draws closer. <laughs> I won't keep you too much longer. I know you got to finish packing and, and get a little shut eye before you head out. But before I let you go, let people know where they can reach out, how they can kind of follow along on social media to stay up to date on all things. Cody Garbrandt. And
1: definitely, I have, uh, my Twitter and Instagram handles are and Snapchat handles are Cody underscore no love. And then my Facebook fan page, or I don't call it a fan page. It's an athlete page is, uh Cody No Love Garbrandt, and uh, you can follow me on there. I'm always up to date. I'm very interactive with my fans, and uh, you know, I love I love my fans and, and the support. You know, even the people that are hating on me, I always you know, talk back with them, and uh, you know, so it's it's great. You know, the support that I have. Uh, you know, if you want, to give me a follow on there, and we'll hopefully you know, introduce yourself, say hi, and hopefully I get back with you.
0: He is UFC bantamweight prospect Cody No Love Garbrandt takes on Thomas Almeida on Sunday night, UFC Fight Night 88, from the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas. On TSN on Sunday night, like I said, it's going to conflict with Game of Thrones. Record it, DVR it, watch it later. This fight will be incredible from start to finish whenever that comes. Cody, man, I appreciate you taking time, and uh, all the best when you get in there on the weekend, man. Hey,
1: Having me i'm gonna correct you real quick on the prospect i'm a contender <laughs> i'll see you and uh we'll talk after the fight or or whatever brother i really appreciate your time and having me on the show
0: all right man all the best be safe out there we'll talk again soon all right bye take care you've been listening to keyboard kimura the official mixed martial arts podcast of the province read the keyboard kimura blog on the province.com follow them on twitter at keyboard kimura or visit them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Keyboard Kimura.